Welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the show for the fastest game on two feet. Brought to you by Vieira Lacrosse and Sport, Central Florida's premier center for the finest lacrosse equipment, apparel, and training. Now, here are your hosts, Roger Welton and Steve Jordan. Happy New Year to all you lax lovers out there. Welcome back to Lacrosse and Sport. I'd like to bid my buddy and co-host, Steve Jordan, beaming in from California, a Happy New Year. How you doing out there, Steve? Hey, Brother Raj. All good. All good in my hood here in L.A. Uh, getting a little rain today, so it doesn't feel so L.A.-ish, but uh, it feels great to feel uh, a different change in the temperature and in the rain forecast it's always the same here you guys so. are like desperate for moisture out there too right i mean it's isn't that a much yeah. needed thing you it still, you still a major drought out there you know we are but less this year has been a very rainy year i've never been and i mean the end of 2016 and right now so far beginning of 2017 it's the most rain i believe i've seen consecutively since i've moved here almost 15 years ago well, congrats. That's a good thing. I'm happy for you and all the Californians out there. It's looking yeah, pretty, Mammoth, pretty, yeah, Mammoth Ski Resort is getting dumped on right now. Over the past two, three days, almost, I believe they said it's the storm of the decade, almost 10 feet of fresh powder snow. Oh, man. If only we could be yeah. skiing up there. Ugh. But I don't even know if that condition is even ideal for that kind of ski. I mean, it's just probably so so rich so dense like you probably can't even ski it well like you have to groom it i saw a map in my neck of the woods here we are the only one of 49 states that does not have snow on the ground even georgia has snow yeah it's snowed in oh wow yeah that's that's interesting that's interesting actually it's unseasonably cold here right now it's uh it was uh i think we only had a high of 65 today or 62 something like that uh, but anyway, uh, it's good to be podcasting again. It's been too long. We've gotten distracted, but we have a New Year's resolution to to rein it back in. We've got a couple other cool projects that we have to share with our listeners uh, tonight. But you know, f- first off, I, I I'm I got some really 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 exciting news. The uh, Eastern Florida State College, it's a local uh, school here, is uh, starting a new lacrosse program inaugural season this spring 2017. And the gentleman who started is a friend of mine, Coach Charlie Crawford. He's been with me since back in the early days when we were all just, you know, kind of the group of what we call the founding fathers here that were just uh, really trying to get lacrosse started. And he's been a stalwart. Like me, he doesn't make his living in lacrosse. He does lacrosse just, you know, as a passion. He loves it. He's actually a circuit court judge. And um, he's just been instrumental in expanding lacrosse here. And here he is now. Uh, he's, he's not only head coach of Vieira High School, but now he is uh, starting this program. And uh, I think you know some of the players. You remember Austin Schneider from the camps? Yeah, I do. He's a great yeah. kid. Yeah, great kid. Really good player. I believe you beat him on a faceoff. Yeah. During their new last camp. Um, yeah, so he'll be playing. And, and here's the awesome thing is that I get to be part of yet some, you know, another new enterprise in lacrosse here, another new project which is uh, Coach Charlie's actually asked me to come out and, and be um, a part-time assistant coach. Obviously, I'm, I'm, i got so much other things going on in, in lacrosse, and obviously I have to make my living at the veterinary clinic, but um, just excited to be part of something brand new, you know? It's, it's, it's really, really invigorating. Really excited about it. 
that's awesome. Congratulations. I know the team, uh, the coaches, and you know yourself are going to benefit from that experience. Uh, I, you know, I, I was going to say, I was like, where are you going to find this time? And I'm happy to hear that he's given you that flexibility to, yeah, you know, f- to to engage when you can. And I know that you'll find and make that time. Sure. So that's awesome. It's a win-win. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic for not just those kids uh, and those players, but also for your youth and the high school teams that you influence and coach and all the other players in the local area that you are influencing because it's going to, I believe, probably increase your standards of coaching and what you're going to be exposed to is going to be at a much uh, more expansive level than what you're right now accustomed to. Yeah, it's like, what do, you know, the things you can do with college college athletes, it's it's every level, It's it gets, you know, I got my U9 kids, what, my son's eight years old, and you know, you're happy if you're getting them getting getting them successfully into a two-two-two formation. You know, the goal coming out of U nine is get into a two-two-two, some semblance of um, an offense that and being in the right spots. And you know, in each level, you, you as you move along, there's more you can do. And of course, I was really excited to coach the Stingrays because then I could start doing triangle motion and all kinds of cool stuff. But now at the college level, we can start doing stuff like the one-four-one mumbo pop out of uh, out of Duke. Really, really cool play. Uh, a lot of, a lot of even high schoolers can't can't pull that off yet. So, really, really excited about that. But um, what I really like to talk about tonight is our our new project. So yes, let's start with, let, let's start with the, with your project because it's a little it's a little off the topic of lacrosse. It definitely ties in. But uh, your your trainer to the stars dot com. Can you just fill us in a little bit on what the what 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 is the passion behind it and what's the idea and What's, what's it going to bring us this year? Uh, thanks. You know, it's, uh, man, I, I've been very hesitant to launch this, uh, and, I, and I'll tell everybody why. So my entire career now, uh, somewhere around 20 years, I've been influencing, coaching, training, some of the shakers and movers of the world, literally. Uh, you know, heads of state, government officials, and uh, celebrities, uh, from A-list celebrities to the top musicians in the world, uh, you know, platinum and professional you know, athletes. Professional athletes. Uh, I mean, really, I don't know how it happened because people ask me that. Um, I think some of it is luck. I think often it's, uh, you know, placement, you know, where I put myself, the circles I run in, the networks I, I've created uh, in all the areas that I've lived between New York Washington, D.C., and now L.A., uh, and I've always I've had this knack for attracting that upper echelon, the, the star, if you will, of whatever domain that they exist in, and uh, I was, I guess it was about four years ago, I was being uh, coached by a business mentor, someone who I respected, uh, who does branding and business. Uh, coaching and, and helping people just navigate through a business world who may not be as, as savvy as he is. And I was lying in bed and it came to me after a conversation with someone who said something like, you know, you're like a trainer to the stars. And I said, yeah, but that's kind of hokey pokey. You know, here in LA, everybody's a trainer to the stars. You know, you can train a C, a C level actor here and then you're a trainer to the stars, you know? Uh, and, and believe me, everybody uses it. It's, it's, uh, it's redundant. It's, it's almost embarrassing to say, and uh, <laughs> but I but I thought about it, and I said, you know, but 
I'm different. I'm unique. There's, I have a different spin on it. You know, it's not just celebrities that I train and it's not really who I am and what makes me unique and why people come to me because I'm a celebrity trainer. You know, there was something a little deeper about it. And I thought, well, you know, trainer to the stars.com would be an awesome name, but it's probably taken. And I dismissed it and I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning. I went on the GoDaddy.com, and I just, for shits and giggles, looked up TrainerToTheStars.com, and it was available for, like, whatever their price was at the time, nine ninety nine, And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, no way. And so, I mean, I didn't have to think anymore about it. I was like, I, this belongs to me. This is mine. So I called them up, and I spoke to the sales rep, and I said, yeah, I'd like to buy TrainerToTheStars.com. He goes, oh, well, that's a really cool name. It's probably taken. I said, nope. I said, I checked it out. And so he checked on his end, and he goes, you know what? You're right. He goes, that is an awesome name. He goes, even if you don't do anything with it, somebody could want to buy it from you. It's like real estate. So he goes, you deserve to have it. And I told him several names that I've trained, and he was you know, all into it. So that's how Training to the Stars came about, how I branded it. But that was four years ago, and I never did anything with it. Because, again, I had this embarrassment and uncertainty that I thought I was going to be just bragging. I think and it cheesy is, well. is the word you, you've mentioned to me before. Yeah. And, and, and if, if, any, if anything, you'd never – as long as I've known you, you the, the, the antithesis of what you want to be is ordinary. <laughs> that's exactly and, right. And cheesy I'm, would be I like am, the, ex, the extreme of that. You know? that that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I am extraordinary. I – perceive myself as extraordinary. I work with extraordinary. I do extraordinary in all that I do. And I put that energy behind it. And so how I started to think deeper about trainer to the stars and what would differentiate it and make it unique and extraordinary is I'm helping people not only just look good or feel good, but I'm bringing out their inner star. So I'm helping people be their best self. And that's what I impart on people when I coach them, whether they are a celebrity, whether they are a government official, whether they're a billionaire, whether they're a musician, an athlete, whatever they are, I'm helping them be their best self in whoever they are and whatever they do. And that's what Trainer to the Stars means to me. That's its purpose. That's its intention is for people to be their best self and bring out their inner star so that they shine like the stars we see on the Golden Globes or wherever else. I love it. It's it's great. And and I love the fact that no matter who your client is or a friend that happens to get trained for free when you come out here, <laughs> um, they're, they're treated the same, right? They're, they're, your goal is the same. Your passion is the same. And I know every time you come out here, and, and you, I, I'm sad when you leave. Of course, you're my buddy, right? You're my brother from another mother. So I miss you, of course, but but yeah, I also feel good when you're here. I eat better, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I get up earlier. I don't, you know, I I lay off alcohol. You know, it's it's clean living. It's I'm like, and you leave, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, and I, of course, I try to stick by it, and I, I do my best. But it's you know, you're just you're just that that ever reminding presence that there's a definitely a higher standard to live, um, and, and that's cool. And and your clients connect connect with that. It, it's easy for me to see. So, well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. There was a, 
a good buddy of ours that we played lacrosse with, uh, Mike Mentzel. Uh, oh, yeah. Had, uh, Big boy. He's a great, great, great friend. Uh, awesome he guy. one time, this was a good 15 years plus ago, he said, Steve doesn't motivate you by with his words. He motivates you and inspires you by just being him and in his actions, yeah, by being it. in his by being in his presence. And I'll never forget that. And Mike, yeah. I appreciate you saying that because that was uh, something that always stood in my mind and still does to this day. Yeah, that's that's quite a compliment coming from Mike. You know, uh, and, and that's it, it makes a lot of sense. And so the, uh, the 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 flip side of that coin is that Steve and I. Are engaging this as uh, collectively. So, uh, as as many people who who've listened to our podcast know that we have reconnected in the sport of lacrosse. Uh, we played together and were uh, very bonded through lacrosse. The friendship was there uh, from the beginning, but uh, lacrosse really kind of our friendship kind of revolved around it. And the fact that we just were always with our sticks in our hands and constantly just playing some form of stupid lacrosse little doodad game we just would make up in the driveway mm-hmm. made us on the field so connected and so it's just been a big kind of centerpiece of our friendship so later in life we reconnect uh not as friends that never changed but we reconnect in in terms of lacrosse and we do the store together and through the store we're doing camps and now we're working with professional lacrosse players and all this awesome stuff, we thought, you know what, let's, let's take this globally, right? Let's make this really exciting. Of course, my wheelhouse is going to be the game itself, specifically. I'm so immersed and involved in coaching and doing all the different uh, level certifications for U.S. lacrosse and trying to become a better and better coach and also help to grow the game here where it's still an emerging market. Um, and I thought of this, Steve, when... <clears throat> What is it that do you, you remember when you think about surfing, right? Surfing, there's something deeper about surfing than just a sport, right? It's something that it's almost spiritual. It's yes. it's something about just it just attracts me so much. And yes, it's the beautiful ocean. It, it's fun as heck sliding down a wave, but there's just something otherworldly to it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, it's hard to describe, put in words, unless you actually went out there and, and, and did it and you didn't even have to do it well to get it. Right. Uh, you know, I believe it's, it's being in nature. It's, it's using nature. It's using the elements of nature to perform an athletic task endeavor. That's so natural and innate. It just, it feels like you're part of the ocean and the board and the energy in that wave. It, it's incredible. It, 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 it's much deeper than a sport. And I think that's the main point. Then I thought about lacrosse. So why, did, why did lacrosse, more than any other sport on this planet, why did it grab me so much? Why did it make me almost obsessed with it, you know, to the extent it's all I wanted to do. It's all I thought about. And even now it's pervades such a huge part of my life. Um, and and I, I thought about this. I believe it's the Native American roots. Uh, it's, they, they call it the creator's game it, or the medicine game. They used it, the Native Americans, going back as – 800 to 1,000 years ago, the Iroquois specifically, use it to settle tribal disputes as an alternative to war. They would do it just for fun sometimes. It would, just, it would be tribal competitiveness. It didn't always have to be over disputes. They called it the medicine game because it healed them. They called it the creator's game because the creator gave it to them to please him, to watch them play it and enjoy it. And great warriors were buried with their sticks. And I, I look at surfing, it also has indigenous people roots. It's the 
the Polynesian people of the the South Pacific that were first sliding down uh, waves, and and for them it was very 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 spiritual. So for me, I thought, you know, I I love blogging. I have my veterinary blog. I'm very passionate about it. It's quite successful because I've been doing it for so long. I would really love to just write about the creators game and. Lo and behold, creators-game.com was available. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. 11 bucks, awesome. just like you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And, 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 you know, and I have to tell you, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that have passions and have interests that they would love to, to follow through on. And you know, sometimes you don't have to push it. It organically comes like when you're just in that flow. It's like playing the game. You, know, you don't have to think about what you're doing. You're just doing it out of almost a memory that's innate that comes to you. And that's awesome that that was there because it was meant for you that like trainer of the stars was meant for me. Sure. Uh, it's just, there's something I think in the way the laws of the universe work, they call it karma. Uh, I thought they call it the law of attraction, whatever it may be, whatever you want to call it. I yeah. think and know based on my experiences that is just there. That's going to be there. And that to me makes your blog even more impactful, more purposeful, and it's going to have a greater impact than everybody who experiences it. Yeah, it, it, uh, thank you. It's, um, I think it's what, what, what the great part about it is that we're interlinking them together. They're very much sort of married, so to speak, in that I think you're going to bring in that, that phenomenal personal health, mind-body connection side of it I'll bring in the lacrosse side of it. We'll merge them both both on this podcast, which I think is going to be really exciting. It's going to give us endless things to talk about and be excited about, endless kinds of people we can interview on the show. And I yes. think it's just, it's just an incredible prospect of where we can go and what we can do. So if you visit creators-game.com or trainerofthestars.com, doesn't matter which one because you can find each one another's blogs because we're interlinked under uh, related content on each one, respective one. The podcast will be RSS streamed through there, through, through both sites. And um, we hope that everyone's going to participate. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, what I'm super excited about too, and I just got really present to this when you're saying that is, again, you said it, preluded to it earlier, we're reconnected again in through the game of lacrosse and we're, you know, intertwining our two loves, passions, and expertise to create a like a universal message, um, and it's just so cool that we can do this now. I feel like this is one of the most unique podcasts slash web to blog domains out there. Yeah, I don't because everybody does everything on their own. You know, very few people are. Or allow allow their egos to let go. They're they're always in competition, maybe with others, and or they're scared somebody's going to take something from them. I I don't have any of those those feelings, emotions around you because I've known you for so long, and we support each other and help each other grow. This is going to be amazing and so yeah. impactful. It's going to blow the the roof off of a, anybody else's podcasts or blogs out there. You know, so I'm I'm stoked, yeah. excited beyond belief that we got a major uh, initiative going here. That's going to be, I I think, one of a kind. Agreed. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, and, and just think how much fun it's going to be. And, and that's that's half the battle right there. 
And uh, I'm just just really excited for how this evolves, and it can it the sky's the limit as to where it can evolve. Remember, we we called the podcast Lacrosse and Sport for a reason because we can talk about just about anything and how it it, it somehow relates back to lacrosse, especially in our playing experience and what you just discuss in rooting for one another. You think about let's go back to the playing days. We didn't have we 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 never compared notes and who you know how many goals did you have, how many assists did you have. Never didn't give a crap. I, I don't even know. You know, it's like it was always just okay. I'm at the end of the season, pick. you did. What's that? At the end of the season, at the end of the season, you did. It was. I remember getting the the sheet of paper. There was a list that, where it said like you know who had the most, who had you know in an order of like the most from like goals to assists, and that was just that was cool, you yeah. know. But it wasn't every game. You weren't like oh you know Rich, I'm going to do better than you and score more <laughs> goals than you, like. That was never even a thought. No. No, it was always just mutual success. That was pretty much our whole team was like that. But, but yeah. yeah, it was not like that. It was just if you succeed, I succeed. If I succeed, you succeed. If we succeed, we succeed, you know. Yes. Uh, and, that, and that's really the right spirit. And I think that just, just set us on the right path of life. You look at all those guys we played with. They're still living that, you know. I mean, it, it, yes. you look at them all. They're just very positive people, successful people, people that I'm just – I, I'm just privileged to, to 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 have in my life. I had a I had a connection the other night from a, with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. He's a, he's an old a trainer that I've known for a while. He actually retired from training, and got into acting uh, in his mid 40s, which I acknowledged him a couple of years ago for doing that as a, just a career change and a bold one for that. He was a great trainer, had a great clientele, and. Uh, he just decided he was ready to turn off, you know, turn over a new leaf, and he decided to go into acting. And I bumped into him the other night, and we were chatting, and he had talked pretty much to that purpose of, you know, there, there's very little in life that you can do alone. Like you got to do it together. Today, more than ever, like people are too individual, and it's they're afraid to they're afraid to bring that we into it, and that's that's I think really important. And, you know, what he's doing now, the training world, sometimes very, there's very, a lot of ego, very egocentric. I, when I've worked in health clubs, um, you know, back a long time ago, I was, you know, always, always stood out. Um, and I always kept to myself, not because I didn't like anybody else, but because I just, I don't know, I just felt like people had ulterior motives or there was jealousy or, or negative emotions in and around maybe what I did or who I was or who I was training and, they were jealous or whatnot. And it just, it brings out sometimes the negative aspects of people. So I'm really excited about that we concept in this because lacrosse is a we sport. You can have a star player or a few players on the team that excel and carry a team, but you have to have all 11 players playing together and being uniform to be able to create a winning season or, uh, you know, some just something positive to come out of it. Definitely. It's, it's very much a team sport, especially, you know, it's funny because one of my high school boys, you know, we're planning, I'm already planning. I know it's, it's, it's the summer is a bit away, but uh, <clears throat> one of my really good players, this kid Marcus, he says, uh, coach, do you envision me as, you know, the, the starting X man, you know, for the, for the high school A team. Uh, and, and I said, Marcus, if you, once we get to the, the high school A team, there is no X-Man. You know, um, if you watch 
high-powered offenses where you know there's there's really no weak sticks at all that you have to hide. Um, everybody's all over the field. You know the the, the triangles are moving. The um, you're constantly picking, replacing, and there's no X man. You know a midi could end up at X. You see Rabel all the time end up at X. You know, and so I, I told him like if you make that team, yeah, you're starting probably, but you're not necessarily an X man. So don't don't get so don't get so uh, I don't know narrowed down to that position because there's so much more to the game of lacrosse. Look at Marcus Holman. You know the pro mm-hmm. that uh, yes. came, came came for our camp. He 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 t- he takes runs at midi, and he was a career attackman. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a very very team team oriented sport. Well, With- my high school career. I mean, you remember myself and uh, Dan Radziniak. We had to swap back and forth between midfield and attack. Yep. Constantly, you know, I was the whole game. The whole game we never came out, yeah. and uh, that was. Awesome. I never even realized, you know, the impact that had on me, you know, during that time playing, but it created, I was a better player because of that. I was able to face off. I was able to have the agility uh, in the attack to dodge and weave and, and, you know, maneuver around my defensive man. I believe that some of those attributes of playing on the both sides there were part of my ability to be so dynamic in my career, you know, coming out and being, you know, doing what I do now. I had literally no contacts, nothing that helped me to get to where I'm at other than just my, my desire and my, my dream and will to want to succeed in the area that I'm in. And that's, you know, you learn from, learn from lacrosse. It's learned from all sport. Sport is very important to the maturity and growth of an individual, uh, whether you're male or female, whether you play in junior high school or high school or collegiate level or professional, like it's going to have an impact on the way that you progress through the rest of your life. It's lessons for life, and it starts right, th- you know, right, right then and there at a very young age. And that, it, that's one of the phenomenal things about it. You brought up face-offs, and <clears throat> we're in the new year, and with new years often come new roles. And so you were a face-off guy. I'd really like to get your opinion on this. Got my own thoughts on it. Um, I didn't face off a great deal. There, the, one of the big moves, in it, and especially at the, the advanced high school, college, and, and pro level especially, is the pinch and pop. Well, the pinch and pop, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, you're clamping down, kind of twisting your stick into a figure eight as you're coming down on the ball, and you're actually sweeping your stick out and you're scooping up the ball on the backside of your stick. And so you're, you're, you're really running away, uh, dodging left with the ball on the backside of your stick. So Brendan Fowler is a great example of a guy who's the master of the pinch and pop. Well, at every level, uh, with the exception of MLL, the pros, I, they didn't make the change. But collegiate, high school, and youth have made the change now where to pinch and pop – you're only allowed one step forward with the ball in the back of your stick. Whereas as opposed to these other guys would run down the field with the ball in the back of their stick, flip it as they were running, and then pass it along to the offense. Or sometimes some of the really good guys, they would just train, they train themselves to just throw the ball from the back of the stick, from the back of the pocket. They can't do that anymore. So, so one of the beauties of the pinch and pop is you sweep out and boom, you're on a fast break. You know, now they're taking that out. And so, if you look at the transition of the rules of the face-off, 
the 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 evolution of the face up, I guess the best way to put it, every change is made to make it harder, right? And I guess these guys were just dominating the the masters of the pinch and pop were were dominating the face of the face off game so profoundly. I think that's why they put this change in because you get a guy like Fowler who just is a master at it. There's nothing you can do. Ask Brian McGill. <laughs> he he was dominating Syracuse so badly. He played for Duke, dominating Syracuse so badly in the the championship game that uh, Brian uh, played or Syracuse. Sorry, the championship game that Syracuse was playing against Duke that Brian was on that team. They actually rotated Brian up with his long stick to try to have an answer for Fowler, which he didn't have. He's just 80%, 80-plus percent face-off wins, and that, just, that was actually the difference in the game. I believe he got the, the MVP of that championship series. So, so they take that away now. So now you can't fast-break off your pinch and pop. What do you think happens now? Does, but does it go my, away? My question, my question is, why didn't they change at the pro level where that obviously has bigger impact, but they change it in the levels lower? Is it to rear these kids to go up and they're going to have to change it at the pro level then? What's the I think it's not quite as dominant there? at the pro level. I don't think it's as okay. much of a game changer. You know, so I, I, I'm speculating, of course, but like I, I get to watch pro games pretty with, with reasonable frequency. I'll see a couple games a year because we have the Florida launch here. And you'll see that, you know, the, it, they're just not as successful because everybody's pinching and popping. Every, everybody in MLL is a pinch and pop genius or mm. you know, whatever their little, little corner of face-off technique that they use. They're just so good at it. I don't think any – and, of course, there, there's a few standouts, and their Fowler's still one of them. Um, but I don't think it's as game-changing, and I think they wanted to make it so – I remember one coach, uh, John Donowski, uh, he's head coach at Duke, he, he complained – that he said, you know, what annoys me about the faceoff is, and of course, you know, he's the head coach of the team that had probably, maybe, arguably the best faceoff guy ever, who was basically, by the way, he was a converted linebacker from their, from their football team. He's just a little bull, or not a little bull. He's only five ten though, and uh, just just huge forearms, uh, just amazing faceoff. And so, but John Donowski said, you know, you have this situation where probably the worst lacrosse player on the field is having the biggest difference in the game because so many face-offs happen after every score, after every quarter, start the game, you know. So, you know, I think that's where that came from is that they didn't want the influence of maybe your weakest overall lacrosse player, you know, mm-hmm. causing such a change in the game. But I, I'm just wondering, how do you think this affects the face-off guy? Do they, do they, go, do they say goodbye to the pinch and pop at this point? I'm sure it's going to evolve. I mean, listen, we would never have thought that it was going to be where it is today 10 years ago. It will evolve. Everything does. Yeah. And uh, it's an evolution out of, out of necessity, I believe. You know, yeah. there's the necessity is a huge part of why things change. The rules are just going to accelerate that, and something else is going to come up. Somebody's going to figure out a new technique, a new way, a new position, a new – uh, a new head, a, a new, just a new maneuver. And, you know, but what I believe from my performance background in creating, you know, movement and uh, power performance is all of the techniques, no matter what technique is, it's reaction time yep. and speed. No doubt. Right? Yeah. And so if 
you're doing a pitch and pop or you're doing a clamp, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, I think I, I beat, you know, Austin, I have face faced off in forever. I can't even, I can't even, you know, speculate when the last time I faced off was, but I beat him because my reaction time is super quick and I was able to just get on the ball quite faster and, you know, rake it out and jump on it, you know, like getting my body into position and get to the ball fast and, and scoop it up. Yeah, a successful, um, you know, very was, old school move. Yeah, against an eighteen-year-old kid. <laughs> right, it was just because it, just because I was faster, I was more reactive, and yeah. you know, I think that no matter what your what your maneuver is, no matter it's that it's working on your speed, working on your reaction time. Yeah, no, that that that's huge, you know, and uh, I did see, and I think this could be one of the adaptations. Maybe I did see this one player. And we're talking, we're talking eighth graders, Steve, in the fall. Eighth graders. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching my middle school age team, and this kid was pinching and popping the crap out of us. And of course, the rules had already changed by the fall. You could only take one step. And this kid was able to pinch and pop, pop rather than keep it in the back of his stick, pop it up in the air while he was taking the one step, catch it and go. And he's like wow. a little little guy, like half the size. Is that of Jeremy? My guy. What, uh, no, it wasn't wasn't on my team. He was on another team. Uh, I'm like, this guy's killing us, <laughs> you know. Um, so, so you saw this little kid adapt to this, and he was phenomenal. I mean, he was that was one of the differences. We lost the game, and and, and I believe he was one of the big differences. Like, we have no answer for this kid. Mm-hmm. And you know, here I got um, this kid Nick, who's one of my regular faceoff guys. Big boy, big boy. He's like taller than me, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just big, tough kid and just getting schooled by this little dude. Well, you know, the thing also I think that made me good above average in face-offs was that I'm always confident. I Like, I have a confidence level that I think is above average and, you know, more so. Like, when you go into a face-off, you have to be confident. You have to believe that you're going to win that face-off. Whether, and if you lose... You know, what happens is your confidence goes down and you got to get back up and and face off against the person that just beat you, whether it was two minutes ago or, you know, five minutes ago or, uh, you know, it was halftime, whatever it was, whatever the time, like you got to get back up there again. And I always had an attitude like, you know, I'm I'm never going to I'm not going to lose. Even if you beat me last time, you're not going to beat me this time. And I believe it was, you know, growing up as uh, sometimes often the underdog with you know you and many other uh, of our friends because I was always the younger one I I always had to like work towards being better and and not giving up and and I think that that's also a very critical part of the success in a face off is being confident even though you may have lost you have to go in every face off confident and believe that you're going to win well they're warriors right they're I mean if you watch some face offs it's like a wrestling match they're they're warriors and and so they a lot of them have an edge to them as well, and um, like I said, Brendan Fowler look he looks like a just like a bulldog, <laughs> um, but the I guess we're we're talking about the whole team concept earlier, but in a very much team oriented game, I think that's the loneliest <laughs> that's the loneliest position probably in terms of it's you and another guy man and it's you know. There's no slide coming. You might get you're getting some wing help, but the, you know some of these guys, their moves are so quick it could be over before your wings could come in and give you any help. So it's it's you know you're it's like it it can be like a wrestling match. Yeah, it's uh it's it's actually probably one of the the coolest experiences 
on the field uh, to be able to be there. I mean, everybody's watching you. Yeah. It's silent. Yeah. Everybody, it, like the lacrosse field is never at a standstill. No. Like nobody's ever standing still <laughs> except at a faceoff. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a really cool experience to, you know, to do that. When you hear that whistle, man, boom, you're on it and just going. And it's, uh, whether you win it or you lose it, you know, game is on and you just have to keep going. Yeah, that's why I choose to face off now my cushy, cushy men's league. It wasn't, it, <laughs> it wasn't really my strong suit. I was okay at it, but you know, my men's league, I'm like, I could do this whenever I want. <laughs> you know, so I face yeah. off a lot. I even got the, uh, the Nas head, you know, this, and, uh, I also have a, a Brian dictator as the, as the new, uh, the new face off head. So I fashioned myself a face off guy, of course, in my, in my men's league though, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I get it, man. I totally get that. So, man, time flies when you're having fun, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I feel up. like I feel like we should just keep going and stop it and then just create another one. But I, <laughs> I think that, you know, this is a great start. And if, if anybody's listening this long, uh, I, I appreciate that. I really do. And you're going to gain a lot from this experience. We're growing. We're learning. You know, Roger and I obviously have a, a very unique and extraordinary relationship uh, we both bring a tremendous amount of passion and knowledge in our respected fields. Uh, and if you if you if you want to grow, if you want to be better, if you want to learn the game of lacrosse at a deeper level, you want to be better in your life and your health and your fitness. Uh, this is the place for you to be. There's I don't believe any other opportunity out there, as I alluded to earlier, for you to get this in, in one place. This is a one stop shop. And it doesn't cost you anything. Just show up, comment on the blogs, enjoy, be interactive. And uh, I, we don't have it set up right now, but I also want to start taking uh, email email questions and comments. Yeah, that'd that be great. That we can air. So we'll, we'll definitely set up an account where we can have listeners uh, chiming in there. Any parting words there, my friend? No, I just said them. I'm just really appreciative uh, that you and I have been able to get to this point uh, in our lives and our careers, uh, being able to influence others and do our best to to be our best. And uh, thank you for all listening. I look forward to the growth together and uh, keep coming back. Absolutely. I echo the same thing. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate you coming back. Happy New Year to all and keep laxing on.